Welcome to the Secrets to Mindful Health podcast. I am your host, Beth Warren. Today, we have an extra fun episode touching on all areas of wellness as usual. We'll be talking about fashion with my most favorite guest, my true inspiration, and my jewels that I get, Adina Kamkachi. Welcome. Thank you. Adina Kamkachi is the designer and co-founder of Adina's Jewels. From an early age, Adina had a passion for jewelry and business management. Through our beliefs and foundation, Adina wishes to not only create beautiful jewelry for people all around the world, but inspire them to achieve wonders and be the best versions of themselves. Adina has recently been named Forbes 30 Under 30 2022 honoree. Oh my God, Adina. Yay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. So could we just touch on that last point? Because that's massive. I mean, to be Forbes 30 under 30 is such a huge accomplishment. Could you take us first a little bit through your journey? What led you here? Yeah, I mean, um, Forbes 30 definitely is no easy feat. It's been it's been a really crazy roller coaster. But to really go all the way back in time to how I was even able to get there. Um, I mean, I started this business when I was really young. I was still in college. Um, so just kind of getting my feet a little bit wet in the real world, kind of realizing that there's a whole world out there, that there's so many different types of people and so many different things that I could do with my life and not just be a housewife or not just be, a, you know, a wife, wife. Um, and I kind of always had this passion for jewelry. I felt like jewelry was my way of not only expressing myself, but of building up my confidence. Um, and I'm sure, you know, you know, with body image issues and just with the way that society is kind of structured, you know, um, there's a lot of weight and precedence placed on how you look on how you dress, um, and how you just kind of expose yourself to the world. And I felt like jewelry was something that really helped me feel confident and made me feel like I was okay in my own skin. Um, and so I always had that burning, burning passion to just throw on jewels at any given moment, no matter what I was wearing. Um, and so when I really dived in to see what it was that I wanted to do, I always knew that I wanted to do business because my parents are both business people. So I grew up around, you know, that language of business talk and just kind of hearing about their deals. Um, and so I knew I wanted to do business. I wasn't sure what I wanted to sell. Um, but as I started thinking, what was something that I needed that I always looked for and searched for, but not always found affordable or didn't always find my, like in my taste, I figured jewelry would be the best way to kind of get myself out there. And so I started making jewelry for myself without thinking really that I was going to go and sell this to other people. I started it off really simple just opened up an Instagram account. Um, Instagram was fairly new at the time. We're talking 2015. So definitely not as many users as, as they have today, but um, it was a starting point. And before I knew it, sales started to roll in. I was doing the jewelry by hand. Um, and little by little, I started to expand. I got my brother involved and, and had him kind of be the CEO of the company, deal with all of the things that I couldn't deal with. Um, and before we knew it, we had an e-commerce website and 
influencer marketing was growing and we just kind of grew and grew and grew. And then we left my parents' basement. We had our, we got our own office office space, which ended up being the best thing for us because it helped us in our expansion. Um, we hired a full team and before we knew it, we were just on this domino effect of this epic brand that we created. I am so proud of you. Uh, Adina has always been so gracious. And right now, for those of you looking on our Instagram, which is Mindful Health Pod, I have Adina's jewels on me. (laughs) I literally wear them all the time. And they already know, especially with my rings, because a lot of my food and media demos uh, revolve around my hands. Mm. I'm always like, I need to be adorned with rings. And that's something really nice that I worked with Adina's team on because they're also really good at layering the jewels and (laughs) giving you a certain style. But I really loved what you said, and this is why I chose you to come on the podcast, especially because of this messaging, where even from the beginning, you set out to find some way to feel good about yourself and to try to transfer that onto other people, which is why my wellness idea of this podcast doesn't have a definition because I think wellness comes in all areas and it's something that always just feels true to you, makes you feel good about yourself and makes you show up in a certain way for other things. Mm -hmm. And that's the exact vibe I got from you when it came to how you started all of this really ultimately. And then you found your outlet through jewels, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. So do you find that you get feedback because you will have actually Adina's jewels Instagram account. You also have a personal Instagram account. I, you're one of the only ones that I follow both on because I love the jewels part of it, but I love your brand, uh, image through it because you come off completely genuine and authentic and you exude that confidence just so you know that you're, we're looking to seek through your Instagram. So how do you use your social content, Instagram messaging to bring about that message to others of just self-love, confidence, and feeling good in your skin? So it took me some time to be comfortable, you know, talking into a camera or just really talking to people in general. Um, and that built over time as my business expanded and as it grew, as I was becoming more influential, as I was, you know, um, fostering these incredible partnerships and relationships and just collaborations. Um, but today, one thing that I hold true and I make sure that everyone on my team always knows that. I will never come on to Instagram and be forced to say something or be told I have to say something in a specific way. I'm very honest. Um, And that's whether people like that or not. There's always going to be people who don't appreciate ingenuity. They don't appreciate, you know, honesty. Um, But I've learned that true followers, true people who actually engage and care about your content are always going to love it and just kind of hype you up even more. Um, it took me, like I said, it took me time. I didn't want to do something that I wasn't used to. So I grew into it and I didn't just jump in like many people do. I also don't do Instagram for monetary reasons on my personal page. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just kind of to give a behind the scenes, a more personal touch to what I already share on the Adina's Jewels Instagram. This is just like, this is the person behind the brand. This is what I stand for. And when you're buying my jewelry, this is what you're standing for as well. Um, So I feel like a lot of people realize that. And like you said, 
being honest is extremely, extremely important. There are days where I don't feel confident. There are days where I don't want to get on in front of a screen because let's say I have a pimple or if I just feel bloated or whatever the case may be. Um, and I, and when that happens, I don't go on screen because I want to be genuine and honest. And I could always share it later and say, Oh, I've been away recently, or I've, I've been MIA because of A, B, C, and D, but it's always important to show that side and like explain it to your followers, because if they only see you at your best, then they don't really know who you are. And I feel like that's something that I've always wanted to do is show both sides of me. When I come on Instagram, I'm not always fully glammed. I'm not always, you know, decked out in makeup. I like to have that natural look as well and show that to my followers because it's extremely important. And I feel like almost no one does that nowadays. And I just, that's just who I am. I don't want to feel, you know, imposed or like feel kind of obligated to do hair and makeup every time I want to go on screen. I like that natural look. I like showing who I am, jeans and a t-shirt type of girl. And like, if you like it, awesome. If you don't, you just don't have to follow me. Right. Well, I think I agree with you because I also have to show up on my Instagram at Beth underscore Warren often where my whole vibe is to be authentic and real, which is what the podcast theme is also to be real and raw real quick, because ultimately I don't think you affect sustainable, positive changes in any area of life, even from a fashion perspective with trying to be something that you're not, you want to ultimately feel good in the skin you're in and maybe exemplify that or look to accentuate that natural beauty or natural self-confidence. Um, and again, in the way you show up for others. So I love that you you try to show both sides. I think it comes across even in not actively trying to show both sides, meaning your your pictures and your posts are very genuine. Um, and I see with your husband now, <laughs> and you get a glimpse into your real life with not feeling like you're oversharing, but just being like, this is me. Yeah. One thing that I really commend is your style. It's not just through your jewels. You actually have a really good overall style vibe. And I know that listeners and clients of mine, for example, a lot of clients come for weight loss or they come for obviously also wanting to look good in the clothing that they're in. And they really struggle with that. And I feel for them because a lot of them describe that weight is so obvious. So it's hard to hide. Right. So they'll go to social functions and they'll feel very insecure and uncomfortable because they can't hide. God forbid someone has diabetes and that's horrible in its own way and something that has to be managed. But not everyone would know just by looking per Mm. se. Right. And a lot of my clients are so insecure because they they can't hide it. So I love when anybody, whatever weight, whatever body type just feels good within their own skin, finds a style that feels true and right to them. I show on my Instagram, I've worn a lot of the same clothes through pregnancy, post-pregnancy. I just wore it under my big belly. I wore it over my belly. Now it's a little outstretched. So I just tuck a shirt in. Mm. I, I make clothes fit me versus always fitting into a certain size because I want to wear it. So I'll find a way to style it. So how do you approach that with your style or how can people try to learn how to feel confident in whatever it is they're wearing or find a style that's true to them in any body size? So I think clothing has a very big say in our lives and in the way that we feel on a day-to-day basis, especially, especially when we are at a social function or when we do have a specific event where pictures are going to be taken, where we're going to be, you know, seeing other people. One thing I learned is that it took me time to find my 
look, the clothes that I felt confident in. I think a lot of times I was geared towards different style of clothing because that's what everyone else was doing. Um, but with, with growth, with maturity, I quickly learned that you don't have to wear what everyone else is wearing. So for example, just to kind of give you an idea, everyone nowadays is wearing crop tops and cutout clothing. And I could wear a crop top that at least reaches my belly button, but I won't go above that. So that's something that I personally will not do. So when I'm shopping, I'm making sure that I'm looking at how, how it looks on a model because I don't want to get that item and then put it on and then just feel like I don't look like everyone else. Cutout clothing, I don't feel comfortable with cutout clothing. So I'll buy something that's a little bit more exposed by the legs, let's say, but not, you know, above. So I feel like you have to kind of find what works for you and stick to it. And it doesn't matter if you look different. It doesn't matter if you go to a wedding and everyone's wearing cutout dresses. You you style the dress that you're wearing in your own way. And on the other end, people are looking at you as you're different because you're not walking in there like everyone else. And that's you don't want to be like everyone else. When you grow up, when you learn what what it is to be a true person in society, to contribute to, to society, you realize that you don't want to be like everyone else. Being different is freaking cool. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's awesome because people look up to you and those girls who are afraid to do that now want to be like you when they get older and they're striving and working on themselves and empowering themselves to get to that point where they can say, you know what, I could put my own clothing on and feel cool about it. You know, like when everyone was doing the, the extra large chunky shoes, I felt like it made me look bulkier. So Mm -hmm. I steered away from it. I tried it. I bought it. It didn't work out. I'm not going to wear something because everyone else is wearing it and feel badly about how I look wearing that just so that I can fit in. So I stick to what works for me. And when I shop, I don't look at sizing. I don't look, I could, I could order some, some pants and I'm a size 10 and then I could order other pants and I'm a size 14. And I'm, that doesn't scare me. Sizing is just a number, you know, Mm -hmm. of course, health is extremely important. And I consider myself to be very healthy, but there are days where you want to just live your life. You want to just eat pizza and pasta. You want to just do what you want to do. And you want to wear sweatpants and feel like a slob. That's normal. And then two days later, you're eating salads and you're wearing jeans and a tight fit shirt and you look awesome, you know? So you play with it the way that you want. You have to be in tune with your feelings, with your hormones, with all the changes happening in your body every single month as a woman. And once you do have that connection with yourself and you put, you know, your mind and body, you kind of let them coincide together you're rolling in the way that you feel and no one can stop you from feeling amazing. It's true. I feel that a lot of what you're saying is coming back to our theme of what wellness really means and why fashion in any sense is applicable to feeling good. All of this, all areas of wellness, including we're talking about fashion, come back to it being about you. And that's something if people listen to my other episodes, I always talk about it has to feel true to you. Even on an external level, it still comes back to that internal feeling. And that's what then dictates your next move or your next outfit. And a lot of people feel like it has to be one way, just like a lot of misconceptions about wellness. So I would think what you were saying where with fashion is like, this is just what everyone's wearing. So this is what I wear. So I can't wear high-waisted jeans if it's a low-waisted 
season mm-hmm. right now. Right. No, it's like you said, first of all, you might just like high-waisted mm-hmm. or it could be like you're saying, I'm getting my period. I rather just cover my belly today. So right. this week it's okay. Fashion is fluid based on how you're feeling. And I would add that a lot of times I, I assess my mood in the morning and then I think of what mood I want to be in. And then I'll pick a bright pair of leggings versus a dark pair of leggings. So it might not be how I'm intuitively feeling, but it's what I'm looking to bring out of me. So it's an element of expression and it affects your mental health, also your physical health. Absolutely. And you started touching on your health. So I'd love to talk about that more in terms of a CEO of a company, you know, newly married. How do you try to keep your health a priority? Let's talk a little bit about work-life juggling, I call it. How do you do it? So at first it was definitely very hard figuring out the work the work balance with 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 having you know with being newly married and obviously coming home and cooking a five course meal every single night um it took some time to kind of get used to um and also traveling on top of that i travel a lot for work and for pleasure so it's it's like a perfect mix of like being home and then being away and like how to juggle that i found that my most important thing when I work in my office, I'm very, very fortunate that we have a kitchen in our office. I don't like to order food in uh, just because I feel like ordering in sometimes you don't know what you're putting into your mouth. You don't know what it is you're eating or how many calories you're intaking. I like to make my own lunch at the office. So I'm on Avenue M. I could run down and get anything that I need and just prepare it here. Same goes for at home. I feel like now that my life is more stable, that I have a stronger team and a a much bigger team, I'm not taking on as much work as I was in the past. I have the time to cook. I have the time to invest in the recipes and ingredients that I'm, that I'm, I'm making. And I love to eat very healthy personally for me. And I, I can't say this about everyone, but if I eat healthy, I feel healthy. I feel better. Um, I was very, very overweight as a child. I was obese and it took me a very long time to learn how to not stress eat and not to continue to dig that hole for me. So basically I would get bullied and be cold fat. So I would go home and eat and and continue the cycle. And every time I said, I'm going to change, I'm going to change. I couldn't change. I couldn't put the fork down. I couldn't stop snacking. It took me time to, to mature and I I a lot of times say that this business saved my life because not only did it give me purpose and meaning, but it kept me busy. And a lot of times when we're bored, we snack, we eat, we stress over these minimal, minimal, tiny things. And then we just keep eating or we're doing something that's not really helping us in in a healthy way. And so keeping busy working every single day. I will never stop working every single day, whether I'm, whether I soon hopefully become a mother and then whatever else I I have in my path or my life, I will always work. I could, when, when the whole lottery uh, was happening, the mega million was happening a few weeks ago. I was like, if I win, I'm still, because everyone's saying, what are you going to do if you win? And I was like, honestly, I'm putting it in a bank and I'm still going to work on Monday. Because I don't know who I am if I don't have my work. Adina's Jewels is my creative output in this world. It is who I am. It is the very essence of everything that I stand for. Without that, I am nobody. And so I feel like having that balance of being my own Adina Kamkachi Mizrahi and then being Adina 
of Adina's jewels. It's two separate entities and they coincide way more often than I, than I thought they would, but balancing out work and eating healthy and knowing when to eat, listening to your body. Like I said, there are days that I want to eat two slices of pizza and I don't want anyone judging me for it. But then there are days where I want to just eat salads or healthy wraps all week. And that's just because that's what I feel I need. So I listen to my body. I listen to what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. And I act on that. I don't like to suppress cravings or things like that because it just ends up piling up so much worse, you know? So my day to day, I have a small breakfast because I'm not a breakfast person and that's okay. And I actually learned that from you because I was <laughs> a client of yours. So if you don't, you, t- you told me if you don't like breakfast, have a shake. And that's what I do. Have my coffee. I have a shake. So at least I know my, my metabolism is already getting started on working for the day. I have a small lunch and a small dinner with just protein. That's just how I feel good going to sleep every single night. I don't snack. I don't look for snacks. That's, and the biggest thing you told me, don't buy snacks if you don't want a snack. And so if you walk into my house, I don't have all those sour sticks and potato chips because I know that that late night craving, I might end up having it, you know? So kind of steering away from things that you don't need or that you don't want to put into your body stay away from it. Don't even buy it. Don't even think about it. You know, it's like what you surround yourself with is who you're going to end up being and what you're going to end up putting on you or in you. And that's how you should just kind of live your life. Yeah. But that was a huge lesson in food and otherwise. Yeah. So I loved a lot of what you said is very relatable. First of all, thank you for sharing your struggles because I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I get questions. People reference it as quote unquote, emotional eating, stress eating. A lot of us feel that. And you actually shed the light. I didn't even have any expectations for the answer, but it makes so much sense that the work-life juggle, the stress associated with that, with eating, I was even just referencing being busy and skipping meals, but there's a whole other element to being busy and having stress that could affect our eating. And I loved what you said about finding your true purpose feeling where everything, again, goes back to be true to you, but it's an independent feeling. It's on your own two feet. You know, it's something that you found for yourself within yourself. Yes. And that gives you so much more meaning in everything else. So it's coming back to you and then it translates into all areas. And for you, it was, it helped you overcome the challenges you had a lot with eating Mm -hmm. and finding your true purpose in a completely other area. Which that's what happens sometimes is that you don't know where a certain job or a certain talent is going to take you. And just to touch on what you said about skipping meals, when I first started losing my weight, when I went from being obese to being healthy, I skipped meals many times because I thought, why not? I could skip lunch. I could skip breakfast. I can skip dinner. I'm working late. It's fine. But you don't realize that it ends up counteracting because your body is asking you, it's kind of begging you, like, I'm overworked, I'm stressed, I'm tired, and you're also not feeding me anything, it doesn't work. And I think that's a very big issue that we have, not only in our community, but 
in society as a whole. And as I've educated myself on the topic through psychology, that's what I majored in in college. I learned very, very much that skipping meals doesn't really get you anywhere. Starving yourself doesn't get you anywhere. It's having that proper balance of eating what you feel like you want to eat in small portions. That's what helps you ultimately feel healthy, feel well-rested, feel emotionally stable. When I don't eat, that's when stress in work becomes even more heightened. When I do feed myself, when I did have my coffee and I had a small thing in the morning, that's when I feel like I can take on the day, even if it is Q4 and Christmas is around the corner and we have to get out thousands and thousands of orders. I feel like I can tackle that because I feel rested. I feel strong. I feel like I can take on anything. So I it really works. A lot of what you just said. <laughs> it works hand in hand, you know, and, and I think it's the more you learn about it, the more you find yourself experiencing it, the more you understand it. Absolutely. I mean, people know that I need to go to sleep. You know, I, I shut down and I said, I, I know what I have to do tomorrow or this week. And I know I cannot do that if I don't shut everything down, yeah. go to sleep right now. And then I cut it. So I, a lot of that is what we're saying, where it's because you found this passion, you found this thing that you loved, and then you had to take 12 steps back and say, so how do I show up as my best self in this? Because I want it to happen. I want it to work. I have a passion for this. I want to do this. Right. How can I help myself do this? The very obvious example is when I work with athletes and fighters, everyone on this podcast already knows that I box and I work with fighters. And when I get them to understand that they need to actually eat throughout the day and how that actually helps their performance. They think the whole time, oh, I'm quote unquote, I was fine. I was fine. But when you actually do it right, you are so much better, so yeah. much better. It's a world of a difference. And I think that what you're also showing is that you're flexible. You're flexible. Like we're all busy. This is not about black and white. This is how I do it. This is how I don't do it. You find a, find a way to be flexible, first of all, within your cravings, but also within what may be going on that day or whatever it is, this season, that season. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about food, what we're talking in this instance, where it's fluid. It doesn't have to be, it shouldn't be exactly the same. Nothing, your every day isn't exactly the same, even more so. And this is why I love examples like you and my guests on here, a CEO, for Forbes 30 under 30, legit, busy, 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 wife, working wife, and you have to be fluid. Yes. So- what else could we look forward to from Adina's Jewels? What's coming up? There are many changes happening. Uh, I can't disclo fully disclose all of them, but we have a lot of things underway. We're obviously also going into going into one of our busiest seasons, so we're extremely excited and emotional for that. Um, but that's where I'm now kind of uh, trying to soak up the last few weeks of summer because I know what lies ahead. I know the busyness and the schedules and the overbooking that I'm going to be experiencing in the next few weeks and, and coming months. Um, so it's like preparing myself both emotionally and physically for all of the projects that I know I'm working on, certain collaborations, New York Fashion Week is coming up. That's a very big one for me. Um, you know, I was actually even speaking about it previously with my manager and I said, Fashion, New York Fashion Week is coming up. I have to start preparing outfits and looks and scheduling glam. And she was just saying to me, she's like, Adina, I'm talking to so many other of my, of my, so many of my other clients. 
and they're like social anxieties through the roof. They're so nervous. And like, you're coming with like excitement to show up at, at, at New York fashion. We can see all these models and these size double zero and size zeros. And you're so confident. It's just, it's so amazing to see. And she's like, I feel like I see it more with, with girls like you, as opposed to those models who model all day long and are so put down sometimes for the smallest parts of their body. And it's like, I just feel like I will never change. I will always love who I am because I grew to love who I am. I, I, you know, a lot of times he will think therapy is stupid or I don't have to talk to someone that makes me crazy. But in life, sometimes having a nutritionist, having a psychologist helps you because you vent, you speak, you, you, you legitimize your feelings. And in turn, they help you understand your feelings and how to like translate that into your everyday life. Um, and so it, it's sometimes when I see all the things that I do, when I look back on it, I'm like, how did I do this? Like, how did I let myself go from being this 17, 18 year old quiet girl with no friends who was extremely obese and Beth, you know, because you, you saw me then and then turn into this flower, this confident, empowering woman who has power, who has knowledge, who, who has influence on other people's lives, especially young girls who are in the same place that I was just a few years ago. When I look back, I say, how did I do that? How did I drag myself to trade shows? And how did I sell to people who, who were abusing their, their, the fact that they were so much older than me? And how did I put myself out there in these situations that are so incredibly difficult? And I say to myself, it was a strength. It was a strength that filled me up through my passion. And I didn't let anyone speak down to me. And if they did, I learned how to stand up for myself and not let myself be bullied like I was in third grade and fourth grade and fifth grade. I taught myself how to be strong, how to withstand the backlash, the, the negative feedback, even the, the positive criticism that I received. I learned how to internalize that and to better myself because we're not perfect. And I'm not perfect today. I'm not perfect tomorrow. But every day is a growing process. It's growing to become better. It's growing to be stronger and more confident and to exude that out to the world, to empower others to feel the same way and not to be afraid to show that. Ah, Adina, I need to, I'm so happy we're recording this. I was about to say, I need to play <laughs> that in my ear over and over again. And now we can on this podcast. My last question was going to be what you just touched on is for how do people, how can people try to do this or exude this sort of strength? And I think you, ah, I'm just so proud of you. I said it when I started, but now I'm even more proud of you where you really went on such a journey to find a way to be true to yourself, meaning you had to fight hard for that. That yeah. doesn't just come. People have to recognize that it comes from somewhere deep within you that you have to notice within yourself is not okay. Right. Whatever that means, not okay means to you, but I'm not okay or how I'm being treated is not okay or something about this is not okay. I need to find a way to, to feel more, more okay. We're never fully okay, mm -hmm. but more okay. 
And you find that a lot of times through a passion that has absolutely nothing to do with what you feel like you need to be okay in, because that gives you that confidence, that gives you that mission, that gives you that goal outside of yourself. And it all translates back to that naturally, naturally, where you don't even notice it until you're in the situations again. And somehow, like you said, you find that deeper strength in Mm -hmm. a similar scenario that feels familiar. And you're like, Oh, who, where did that come from? It's like, right. Oh, well, I learned in the board meeting, blah, 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 blah. That's yeah. how I am from the boxing ring. I tell people all the time, like, don't <laughs> be bullied is what I say all the time in there and use your strength. Yeah. And it's only you. And then suddenly I'm telling that to myself, talking to the person in the line who cut me, you know? Yeah. So that's the whole point here is that we find passions within ourselves. We fight hard to pursue them. And if there's something that feels right and good to us, it translates back into all areas. So I want to thank you so much for joining us. Tell us how we can follow you to support you. We're really excited with what you have going on next. Thank you. Yes. So a lot coming. Um, You guys can follow me on my personal page for more inside, you know, and I am actually going to be sharing more of that on my page uh, just because like my followers and even my customers who I've met in my stores have been begging me to do that and to show that it's something, it's a topic that many people are afraid to share. Um, and I'm not afraid to share it because I'm not afraid to share my story. And so if you guys want to hear more about it, you can follow me on my personal page, which is adina.cam. And then of course on our Adina's Jewels Instagram, you can see all of our beautiful designs and what we stand for and how we choose to empower women. Um, so that's pretty much it. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. Guys, look out for more. We'll (laughs) see you soon next episode. Thank you, guys. Don't forget to tune in for more episodes on Spotify and be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Mindful Health Pod for more wellness tips and ideas.